Hello and welcome to this week's Jibber Jabber. That's right, you made it through the week. I'm Anne-Marie and he's Chris, so let's dive in and crack on with the show. Hello, how's your week been? Well, how has my week been? That is the question. It <laughs> it's, not, it's not been too bad. We've had some we've had some nice parts of the week. And then Ooh. we have a cat on heat. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. that yeah, do you know so what? If you, I, if you've got a tomcat, stay well away. <laughs> I remember when our dog was on heat. Uh, oh. This might be a little bit too graphic, but my God, the smell. Is that the same for a cat? <laughs> Is that the same for a cat? Yeah, that, that's yeah, all I remember from it. We're spraying everywhere. Mm. Mm. Lift up any rugs, because obviously the tendency to plump yeah. themselves and play this is probably far too graphic what a way to open the show <laughs> i know but so in the shed <laughs> like a like a cat on heat um can i ask as well did you have snow this week well we saw the tiniest bit of snow like nothing nothing to really write home about you know i woke up and it was honestly like the garden it was like christmas morning like, no, the, this sort of like, like a, like a I would call it a, uh, a, my brain's not working this week, uh, a Christmas card, like that typical picture Christmas card. It was like that. It was, it, was so a, it was a lovely dusting of, uh, of snow. I am so jealous. And How it was snow. happen? I don't know. And then I, and then in my craziness, I was like, I need to go to the shop. So I'll walk to the shop because I was like, it's snow. So obviously that's like magical, right? Uh, sort of Mm-mm. forgetting snow melts so it's like walking in the rain effectively um yeah you get so, home all wet and cold when i got to the shop all wet and cold so they must have thought what the hell is this state uh, mm. yeah um mm. the, uh, my week has been relatively uh peaceful but i did go for a nice little bit of uh pub grub on thursday uh in the evening so it was nothing spectacular but um it, we got evacuated the pub caught on fire no yeah they oh got caught goodness. on fire so we uh we had uh it was a, it was a very loaded cheesy meal i had like cheesy bites and nachos um uh wow. well, those remember those things we talked about uh, the uh what's the other cheese we were talking about before the halloumi cheese for the, the halloumi fries halloumi. yeah yeah so um it was just like pub grub but it was uh yeah it caught on fire so do you know you're <laughs> saying that i also went out for food i saw this uh did you yeah, see it i did see this yeah t- t- do tell was it was it enjoyable so it was a leaving do mm. um so, yeah, somebody was leaving the office and going on to a new chapter and we went out for food and it was lovely and I had a little tiny bit too much to drink and I came home, not drunk, but you know when you come home just sort of... A bit merry. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. It's it just a little bit buzzy. Yeah, that, but that yeah. that's the kind of drunk that I like to be now if I'm going to get drunk. I don't like to... Yeah, yeah it's just, just a nice little edge off. Yeah, and yeah. I had the best night's sleep. Best oh, did night you? Ever. Yeah. Did you wake up really fresh? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. good, isn't it? Ooh. It was lush. So all round, I think we've had like pretty decent weeks. Yeah, weeks. not bad at all. Well, a decent week, split between two. A little bit jealous about the snow, though. 
Yeah, well, what can I say? How confident are you on a scale of one to 10, Chris? Tell Mm. me how confident are you? So I think people would assume that I'm like, you know, 104 or something off the off the chart. But actually, in seriousness, I would say it's probably a, a in like genuinely, if I had to put a number on it, seven. Because I am a bit of an overthinker and I do self sabotage. So I oh. would say that I am confident, but a lot of the time I can talk myself out with things because of the overthinking or the just the yeah like the sabotage uh a self-sabotage element of me but what about you if you had to put a number on it it's that's a tricky question Mm. you know because it all depends on the situation that i'm in if i'm not in a situation where i feel totally comfortable Mm. then my confidence goes down to maybe minus three really yeah 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 i'm not yeah i'm not always like a a massive extrovert sometimes i can be a proper introvert as well well you you see i'm an extroverted introvert extroverted introvert what am i trying to say i don't think so but basically like i'm an extrovert but i'm also introverted at the same time um perfect contradiction i uh somebody once said to me that they believed that i contradicted myself on purpose and i don't but i do understand how that might come across because i do say things that are very contradictory about myself (laughs) but i don't mean it but yeah i so for example you could like i have no issue walking into a crowded room and just because i think we had this conversation before when i used to go to parties regardless or go to clubs regardless of what the situation I would believe that all those people were there for me like it was my party and I would go around talking to everyone because it it was my party so I have no issue going into crowded places and just making friends with people so I'm assuming that would be like your worst nightmare like your skin would be crawling with the idea of having to do that yeah literally I'm one of them people that'll go if I'm running late for example I'm Mm. meeting somebody I will phone somebody up and I will go Hey, can you meet me outside? Mm. So you couldn't even just walk into somewhere on your own? I hate it. Oh, I really damn. hate it. As it goes, when I went out on Saturday, mm. I did walk in on my own because I was late. Did you have to psych but yourself up for I was cringing. Yeah, I was oh, cringing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I think, I I honestly think that the the it isn't rare though is it i think a lot of people because i wouldn't assume that of you actually we've known each other for such a long time but i see you as a confident person um well that's the thing so when i'm in a situation where i feel totally comfortable or i'm with people that i know yeah my confidence then probably rockets to a 13 so people that know me like you wouldn't Mm. see me like that anyway it's so for example when I actually got in there on Saturday night and I sat at the table and I was with everybody that I knew I was fine you were fine everything else melted away yeah so that initial sort of like oh I want to curl up and and sort of like bury myself within myself just melts away away. because it is interesting isn't it because we both come from a performing 
background so therefore i've seen you get up on stage and you know kill it uh did did you used to get nervous before you went on stage then yeah horrifically so i i never there were i never used to but i did this show i did this show called um antigone uh years and years ago and i knew that it was ridiculous that i was doing this show like i just knew it was ridiculous and before i went on stage (laughs) my knees were physically knocking together i was the most nervous i had ever been to that point and have ever been since and i was having a full-on conversation with myself i was like if you don't want to do this just go home like you either want to do this or you don't and I was like, no, I want to do this. Of course I want to do this. I want to, I'm an actor. This is what I want to do. And um, I talked myself down off the ledge and I went on stage. However, I still, to this day, I still think, what if I had said to myself, no, I don't want to do it because I would have turned around and just gone home. And this, there was wow. an audience. There was like, I don't know, like 500 people or whatever it was waiting for me to go on. And if, it, but that was the most nervous I'd ever been. So that's the thing that I, I've i never done, if I'm being totally honest. Um, so I've never... While I've um, stood there and gone, oh my goodness, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Mm. I don't know if I... I've always gone with the, well, you're going to make yourself look even sillier if you don't go ahead and do it. So you've got to do it. You haven't got a choice. You haven't got any room to back out of this. You've got to go and do it. And that's how I would deal with it. Um, so all these so yeah, thoughts before going on, it's yeah. insane, isn't it? But yeah, I did go on. Yeah. I did do it. Obviously, I did it. And I was like, yeah, but I always think, what if I had said no, I didn't want to do it? I honestly would have walked off and walked home or, got, or gone home somewhere and just left the show. Um, but in terms of, do, do you have any sort of tips that you would put out there for people that are not, feeling as confident anything that you do or any tips that you have or you think would be valid to make people feel a bit more confident um I would say it's it's kind of swings and roundabouts for this one because I would say that sometimes going out of your comfort zone can give you a massive confidence boost yeah uh, however, to bring out the best in you, sometimes it's better to stay in your comfort zone. So it's kind of like going round in circles. Really, yeah, it's a bit it? of a double-edged sword. I, I yeah, I, I can understand yeah. that. Um, but I, I did have a little look. I pulled this uh, thing from our trusted friend Google, uh, which. I've got a little story to tell you after you've done this. Oh, good. Okay. So these are the top five things build self-confidence. So number one is don't compare, which I think that's a pretty, I think we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes, aren't we? Comparing ourselves to others. So don't compare yourself with others, rather focus on your strengths. And I, there's this quote that I love that um, there is perfection and imperfection. So your imperfections are what make you unique to you. And I love that idea. So okay. in, sort of lean into that like, because your quirks, you you know, that that's what makes you stand out, right? That That's what makes you special. Yeah. Uh, number two, mm. keep a positive outlook. So view your problems as opportunities to learn something new and you'll start approaching them with a positive attitude. 
this one is a great tip, but I do, I think, as an overthinker, um, I, that that one that one is would be a a big mountain to climb for me. Like I have to be honest, like that's going to be. I'm going to try and tackle it, but that's sometimes it's easier said than done, right? And then number three is work on your body language. If you are self-confident, you'll present yourself assertively in front of everyone. I agree with that one. Uh, number four, uh, face your fears. So the ultimate goal is to face your fears uh, by approaching them with affirmations. So I'm assuming things like, you know, I am confident. I am confident. I am confident. So top tips. Wow. We, we've talked about affirmations before. Maybe we'll bring that up in another show in a bit more detail. Yeah, that would be a good topic, wouldn't it? Yeah, really good um, topic. Just going off the back of that, I mm. would also maybe say that when you're telling yourself you can't do something, believe you me, you can. You need to tell yourself that you really can do it. Yeah, everything is possible. And... um. Somebody once said, always think about it, like, even with success, so anything that you want to do, success isn't limited to the first 100 people. And that kind of really rung true with me. I was like, oh, yeah, actually, it's not just, if, if it can be anybody, why not you? And why shouldn't it be you? Yeah. And why shouldn't you yeah. be that person? Uh, so last tip before you do go off into your little story time, because I'm very excited about that. Uh, number five is make yourself uh, make yourself competent. So as a leader, you have to build the right skills to be more competent in your field. Uh, so I guess that probably goes back to what we were saying about lean into what your strengths are, right? Because everybody's 100%. strengths are different. Um, yeah, and embrace that uniqueness about you. Definitely. And I think there's some really good tips there as well so what was your you're going to tell us a little story so yeah going back to am I confident mm. my biggest nightmare if I'm being honest was on my wedding day and having to walk down the aisle in front of everybody oh because of course it's all eyes on the especially the bride I know it's about the groom as well but I mean it is all eyes on the bride yeah I I hated every minute of walking down the aisle. But that's mad though, isn't it? Because you would have probably yeah. been really excited in the build up to it, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And then it, did it just hit you as the, at the point where you were about to walk down the aisle or was it, where, where did that sort of... I was walking down towards the church mm. and uh, I had... Uh, some of the locals were sitting outside the church. Yeah. Uh, waiting to see the bride go into the church. Some of Which our was you. locals <laughs> do that, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I got out of the car and I realised that they were there to see me. And then it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. So I was walking from where the car had stopped down to the church because there's a bit of a walk. Um, And it was on that little walk that it, suddenly dawned on me that I was going to be walking into a church full of people who would be turning around and have all eyes on me and then I started doing a weird breathing exercise walking down the aisle and it's in all my photos so there you go oh is it yeah but it worked though it got you through it right <sighs> yeah so when in doubt, uh, breathe it out. But I think ultimately, I think we, <laughs> I think, I think confidence is such, 
Oh God, it's it's such a a wide one, isn't it? Because even sometimes the most confident person is no as confident. And I I honestly think this. I think sometimes a lot of us we're just faking it to get through. You know, fake yeah. it until you make it to a degree. So 100%. ultimately, do your best, and that's all that can be expected. Now you mentioned your wedding there. Uh, which lovely, it takes me lovely into this next uh, <laughs> section. So this is a little fact for you. So do you know why we, or why people wear their wedding ring on their fourth finger? Mm, tradition? Well, uh, tradition, but the Chinese have this beautiful sort of explanation for it, okay? So this is what they have to say about it. So the thumb represents your parents. The index finger represents your siblings. The middle finger represents yourself. And the fourth finger or the ring finger represents your life partner. Now your little finger or your pinky, that represents your children. So now if you put your palms uh, face to face, hold your middle fingers together back to back, then hold the remaining three fingers tip to tip and the thumb. Try to separate your thumbs. These represent your parents. And what you'll find is they'll open because ultimately we're not destined to spend the rest of our life with our parents. We at some point will fly the nest, etc. The index fingers will open because your brothers and sisters again will go off to have their own lives. The little fingers will open because you're again, your children, they eventually will grow and, and fly the nest. But the ring fingers will not separate. And this is because the idea is that husband and wife, you know, and whether that's or two wives, two husbands, whatever the combination, the idea is, is that your significant other and you will last forever. Oh. So I just thought that was such a beautiful explanation. I'm still sitting here trying to separate my fingers. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that such a lovely way of looking at it that is really really lovely yeah so lovely and i but i did one of the things i had also heard as well was that the ring finger directly leads to your heart like the there's a connection between your ring finger and your heart which i think is also quite lovely that is very very sweet i'll be honest with you isn't it that very is really sweet. really nice yeah well, what do you know? We're going on about marriage again. You <laughs> marriage know? again. What could the next marriage topic again. be? Tell me, mm. over the years, have your ideas of marriage changed? Uh, the thing, right, the thing, right, full disclaimer, right. <laughs> I, this is a little bit like asking a teetotal person what the best wine is to drink with a, with a meal. Cause I'm not married. I've never been married. Obviously, you know, not obviously, but I have been in a long-term, a long-term relationship. Um, but no, I don't think my views of marriage have changed. I've, I, I do have quite an idealistic view of marriage in terms that I only plan to do it once. Um, and I believe that when I do get married, it will be for the rest of my life. Now, I know you're thinking, well, that's what every and everyone says, well, that's what everyone thinks. And I don't know if that is really true. I think a lot of people go into it believing if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, we can get a divorce and and on to the next one. But yeah, I I I don't think I I I see marriage as a really serious thing, and I don't think that has ever changed. I wouldn't rush into it or be sort of dismissive of it. Um, no. but yeah, what about you? Cause you're actually married. Um, I am married. How, how has your view on, 
what you thought marriage would be like changed or what you thought a married life would be like has changed because you're you you know you've, you're actually experiencing it well we've been married 11 years this year and to be honest with you in some in some ways um nothing at all has changed mm. and then in other ways everything has, has changed. changed yeah like I guess do you know when you're a little girl and you think of <laughs> well no I don't <laughs> <laughs> a little boy in your case when I was a little girl that's what I should have said yeah. sorry when when I was a little girl I I sort of interpreted marriage as being this wonderful life I'd be a princess getting married to my prince and it was going to be happy ever after and then you grow up and you realize that actually, if you want happy ever after, it's something you've really got to work at. It doesn't mm. just come naturally. It doesn't yeah. come overnight. And it does take a lot of hard work um, and compromise as well. It takes a lot of compromise on both parts, you know? Yeah. Our, our lives... Um, are pretty hectic we've got something on every night of the week because we have children um and most well, that's also another element families that I know are very much like that you know yeah well of course that's another element as well is that you have children that have been added in to your relationship as well yeah so that's a another change yeah yeah it it's constant full-on never-ending never stops and I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, which um, I think, yeah. And I, for example, like my sister has been married for seven years coming up. And I do look at her as um, like a blueprint uh, because her and her husband have a really great relationship. Um, but what I find really fascinating about their relationship is that they also allow each other room to be separate um, and that room to breathe. And I, I believe that is the success of their relationship. And I think, you know, for me, that's definitely something that I would take into my next relationship, especially if I was married. I think a lot of the time married couples seem to forget about themselves as individual people. And I don't know, like I said, this is very much like asking a teetotaler, (laughs) which wine is Mm. the best. But I, I, I think that when you start forgetting about yourselves as individual people, potentially that's where it can become a little bit muddy. And and, yeah. And actually whether that's marriage or just a long-term relationship, but (laughs) that that's my take from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, going back to what I said, with any long-term relationship or marriage it's something that you've both got to be prepared to work at and it you know it's compromise on both ends you know yeah and I so we're saying like communication is definitely key 100 percent. yeah yeah so I think yeah no my view on it hasn't changed but I I never I I think the interesting thing as well is is that I don't think little boys grow up dreaming of their wedding do you know what I mean and I think not to be sort of stereotypical and gender um uh sort of things on gender but I do think it's more a little girl will think about that a little bit more yeah whereas 100%. I never thought about the wedding but in terms of like marriage I was very serious about it so that hasn't really changed um obviously you're having a bloody good time over there with uh with with your wedding and your marriage so I think um <laughs> I think that's I think I think we've uh 
we'll wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap that one up. Let's go into the next one. Is this another marriage one? No, it's not. And there's me not looking up. <laughs> there's me not looking at my notes. Now, would you say you were a jealous person? Which I guess kind of. I think we're looking at a very good thing this evening. You know, the way that we've gone from marriage into <laughs> jealousy. Would you say that you are a jealous person? Um, on the whole. Mm. No, but I'm not going to lie to you. There have been times, and I'm sure there's still going to be times where I think, ah, oh, I wish that was me. Oh, why can't that be me? But what? I also think it is, I also think that jealousy can be healthy. Yeah. I also think that jealousy can be unhealthy depending on how you deal with it. Yeah, really destructive, I think it can be. I, yeah, I, I, I definitely, when I was younger, was far more jealous than I am now. But I also wonder whether, again, going back to the conversation about the confidence thing, whether actually I am just a lot more at peace with myself now. So therefore, I don't envy other people that have things that I don't have. Um, Like, I remember my cousin talking to me once, and he worked for this company where the person he was referring to is the son of the owner of the company. And he was like okay. quite sort of um, was getting quite sort of worked up at the fact, you know, sort of comparing himself against this guy who lived in like a house that was almost worth a million pounds. He drove a Porsche um, and, you know, like comparing the fact that he didn't have these things. And I remember saying to him, oh, so these are all bought and paid for, right? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. His house has a mortgage on it and his car's on finance. I was like, right. So we could look at it. We could look at it at, like he lives in a million pound house and he drives this Porsche. Or we could look at it that he's almost 1.2 million in debt. So mm. I, I can't, when it comes to other people's things, I don't envy anybody that's got anything. But I think, yeah, I'm definitely. I, I don't. I don't feel that I am jealous now. And even in relationships, this is how I really see something now. I sort of think if someone's going to go off and, like, for example, you could be jealous that your partner's getting attention or whatever. But I sort of think, do you know what? If if somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Do you know, that's how I think about it. And I think you just need to know where you are on that. So if you're not somebody that, if you, if you could put up with somebody cheating on you, then that's, that's your business. But for me, if that happens, it's done. Right. So therefore why be jealous about it? Why, why worry about it? So I, I just think maybe I control my jealousy a little bit better now that I'm older, but. Yeah, I think I do as well. And you know, I quite relate to what you said as well. Sometimes where jealousy is concerned, you have to kind of look at the bigger picture as well, don't you? Um, The things that people don't say. Mm. Because that that in itself will say a lot, won't it? Oh yeah, 100%. So I'm sure there are probably moments I do get jealous, but I think if we were going to put this on a scale, I would say my jealousy was like at a 1.5 very low yeah if we went from one to ten okay so i'm i'm female and i'm probably Mm. gonna go 3.5 yeah so it's still quite low isn't it? it's below the five yeah i yeah okay Mm. we're good with her yeah we're good (laughs) (laughs) fun Uh, fact of the day for you christopher i do love a fun fact a blob of toothpaste. Mm. Do you know what that's called? I don't know what it's called. Are you going to tell me what it's called? 
Well, I suppose about a. It's called a noodle. A noodle. A noodle. Wow. So when you go to clean your teeth before you go to bed this evening, or when you clean your teeth in the morning, just remember that when you put a blob of toothpaste on your toothbrush, you're putting a noodle on your toothbrush. That is very. Do you know what? To throw back though. I somebody said the other day about apparently you no know, a light bulb. Yeah. It's not a light bulb at all. It's a lamp. And then obviously because you know how much I love a lamp. Um, but then the base is a lamp base, but the, the actual bulb, electricians call it a, a, um, a lamp. Because if you said to an electrician, can you get me a bulb? They would think you were talking about like a flower or something. I don't know. This is what somebody said. I don't know if this is true. So well, if like, anyone, I, that's no, I don't know that before. That. I'd never heard it before, but this is, they were, they were adamant about it. Um, so if anyone knows, um, I, we could take to our trusty friend Google, but I'm going to throw it back out. If anyone's, if everyone knows, get in touch with us. Um, I'd be intrigued to know. <laughs> now with, um, Easter just around the corner, I started to think, uh, cream eggs. How, uh, how do you eat yours? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I bite the top off. Yeah. So I bite the top off. <laughs> the top. <laughs> oh, this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I. <laughs> <laughs> you scoop out the middle with your tongue. I'm assuming. Do you remember? Right? I am. That's correct yes thank you <laughs> i um i i personally am a gobbler so i just like to ram the thing in my mouth um <laughs> but i tell you something i think they've got smaller um all they my have. chops have got bigger but i i know they have got smaller right yeah they have i will be honest though cream eggs are not my favorite oh what's your favorite the caramel eggs oh i do like a caramel <gasps> egg yeah no, i like a game caramel changer egg. um if I had to pick one over the other, I probably would go for the cream egg, though, I think. Although the stuff on the middle, it does, I think I've said there's a load of, a load of us up, but it sticks to the back of my throat, so you get that. Do you know what I mean? This, you know what the stuff in the middle is of a cream egg, right? No. No idea. Oh. Do you know? Yeah. Well, you know, don't keep us in suspenders. Go on, let us know. Icing. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, icing! I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, it's like fondant. Oh, is that? Oh, now fondant you, now icing. Now you have another new fun fact of the day. There you go. That is a that is a little bonus fun fact. Yeah, no idea that was icing. I it, obviously now that you said the consistency of it, but it's a little bit runnier. But yeah, fondant icing that makes perfect sense. But yeah, they've definitely got smaller. And actually, I. I don't really have a very big mouth. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you do. Like a lot of lot of stuff comes out of it, but I can't open it that wide. <laughs> I just, it just doesn't open that wide. But um, loads of loads of stuff will come out of it. Um, but yeah, are you, because you're a big chocolate fan though, aren't you? Like you Huge. love chocolate. Yeah. Huge. Whereas yeah. I can take it or leave it, but you, that's like your ideal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh on the weeks where I'm trying to lose weight, mm. it's horrific because if I, for example, go into the office and they've got like a box of chocolates on the side, 
it's game over for me. Oh, and with Easter game around over. the corner, you're going to be bloody I know. bamboozled. I know, I know. Well, we've had fun fact of the day. Hmm. So I've got fun question of the day. Go on. So if you knew that you were 52 no's away from a yes, what would you do? Oh, this, I was trying to think this, but I, I honestly, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe I try and be a pop star again. So like way back when, when I was a teenager, <laughs> I, uh, oh, I don't know, can I tell this story? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not going to mention any names, but this, this. So when I was a teenager, I was about 17, and I think you might remember this. I had a meeting with a record label, and um, I arrived to this meeting, and the guy uh, who will remain nameless, he sat me down, and then I went into the booth and I sang a song he'd given me to sing, and it was very much a generic pop song. It wasn't particularly that brilliant. It wasn't bad. It was just a very generic pop song. Uh, came out. Um, he'd also played my demo. And then I sat down and he very quickly started talking about the way that I looked. So he didn't really talk about the way I sung. He just kept going, oh, you've got the image of a pop star. You look like a pop star. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. Uh, kind of get a bit uncomfortable with it because it was like, he just kept going on about the way that I looked. And then he kept talking about wanting to turn me into the next Gareth Gates. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. And I was like, I'm not even sure if Gareth Gates wants to be Gareth Gates. Uh, and he was talking about like how George Michael <laughs> had joined Wham and, you know, he went on to become George Michael. And I was like, yeah, George Michael kind of wanted to be in Wham at the point of when he was initially in it. So that meeting happened. Um, he then wanted to see me again. And I remember thinking this guy is an absolute tool. I started talking about million pound contracts, all this kind of, I just thought he's an idiot. Like he's an absolute idiot. <laughs> uh, wanted to see me again where I was going to be meeting with like money people didn't go back decided not to do it because i was like this is this is... guy quite well known uh uh majorly well known not who you're thinking though but he uh yeah he's really like he's worked with he's worked with if you named an artist <laughs> i guarantee he's worked with them right um especially okay. uh those from majorly successful in the 90s and early noughties uh but it's not it's not who you may be thinking um it's not a certain uh talent show judge it's not that person okay. um yeah three years i was like i'm not doing it. i don't want to do it i don't want to be gareth gates i don't want to sing other people's songs i don't want to do this um turns out though i didn't realize who he was until later on but it turns out he had probably quite a lot of reason to be a bit of a wally because like yeah he was he's he was a heavy content he was a, he was a major contender in that field um oh. yeah so I guess, yeah, if I knew that I was 52 at this age, uh, I guess maybe I would do that again. I kind of, it's the one thing that I didn't do that, you know, I give a good shot to, but yeah, maybe that's what I would do. Oh, I would, okay. I would, because there's like loads of little sort of, yeah, maybe that's what I would do. Yeah. What about you? If you knew that you were 52 nose away from a yes. Yeah, I probably would. I'm not going to lie. Only because sometimes the best things in life are worth fighting for. Yeah. Anything in particular that you would, 
that there's that thing that you would go for. Because I said that I'd I'd <laughs> I'd relaunch I'd relaunch I'd relaunch my uh, pop career because I think yeah, like not that it was really much of a career, but you know, apart from that that major experience that I sort of went left rather than right at. But anything in particular, or would it I mean, just I would it just fuel you to kind of again kind of going back to the confidence thing just fuel you to know that if you just kept going it would eventually turn into a yes regardless what that was yeah 100 percent. I mean you know going back to my younger days I always wanted to be an actor so I guess if I'd gone back to my younger days and I was 52 nose away from that yes then you know I'd keep going to have a yes and that would be amazing um in today's day and age Mm. I mean I guess you could compare it with somebody who has been attending maybe a lot of job interviews um looking for you know their dream job or whatever have you sometimes it's worth keeping on and keeping going just to have that yes yeah, 100%. I, I guess, though, that for me, that the reason why I picked what I picked was because I kind of do live my life that way in terms of I always say that my biggest strength is never to give up, but my biggest weakness is never knowing when to give up. So it's like a double, see, contradicting myself. Remember I said that earlier in the show? Um, but it's true. Like, I think my strength is also my weakness. Um, and it was only, I think, you know, it was just at that point where I was like, actually, I don't think I want to do that side of things anymore or even attempt it but yeah I think um I probably do apply that principle probably to most of my life I never really give up on anything I'm like no 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 this is going to be blimmin brilliant I'm going to keep going keep going keep going but yeah food for thought anyone out there if you were 52 no's away from a yes what would you do now my favorite part of the show would you rather now would you rather know when you're going to die going to die or would you rather know how you are going to die it's a bit grim isn't it but you know i don't think i don't think i'd want to know how i was going to die Hmm. but if i knew when i was going to die there are things that i could do ahead of my death experiences that I would ensure that I had uh, letters that I could write I'm with you on it I if out of the two I'd want to know when mainly because uh, and I know a lot of this is going to make a lot of people go feel really uncomfortable but as a performer I see my funeral as my final show Therefore, going back to when we talked about little boys <laughs> that often think about their, their wedding day, whereas, you know, I'd hate to be a generic about it and sort of stereotypical, about that, but little girls often do. Little boys don't. And I certainly never thought about my wedding day. However, my funeral, oh, it's going to be a corker. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's my final show, right? So I want a horse and carriage with my coffin in there covered in white lilies. I want everyone to wear black. Um, there's probably going to be a clothing allowance because I also want to make sure that everybody is wearing something really good to my funeral. The after party, the after party. Yes, I called it an after party. Um, there's going to be lovely canapes and champagne uh, at the church where I get sort of uh, cremated. Um, there's going to be an orchestra 
The orchestra is going to play Smile by Charlie Chaplin. There is not going to be a dry eye in the house. It is going to be the event of the year. So if I knew when I was going to die, it means I can plan all of this and make sure. all done. Oh, and also it's invitation only. So no, just turning up. It is invitation only. So yeah, oh, I I would like to know. List, of course, or... you're on that list. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh yeah. Nice, well, I think. I mean, well, as long as you haven't died before I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, it's another show done and dusted. But, but fear not, because uh, we are back next week. Um, and we are pretty much going to be giving you and serving you very much the, the same as we have this week, just ramblings and bamblings and whatnot. So I've been Chris, she's been Anne-Marie, and of course, this has been Jibber Jabber. <laughs>